You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. of God. I speak with grace that only God supplies. The word of God comes with light and with power. No inaccuracies, no contradictions, no errors. The word of God shall be divided accurately, precisely in the knowledge of Christ. We are edified because Jesus is glorified. And together, alongside with the body of Christ, we are moving and progressing into the design for which God has created on this earth for us by Christ Jesus. Amen. Take your seats. Living heaven on earth, nine. Living heaven on earth, nine. So gradually we are seeing that God has a concept and a design of seeing heaven on earth. And that every time we talk about heaven and we are just looking to go somewhere, it's not exactly what it is. Yes, we will go to heaven. But first, we are to create heaven on earth. And that's God's plan. That's God's design. And in doing that, we can see that we have concepts of example. That there have been people on earth who understood God's design. And they lived it before our time. And even in this dispensation, this glorious dispensation of the work of salvation by Christ Jesus, we are even burdened to do it more. So James chapter 5, as we studied, James will summarize the event of Job in the New Testament. Because he assumed that his readers have already read about Job. So he would say in Job 5, 10, 11, my brethren, take the prophets. In other words, the prophets can be your example. Who spoke in the name of the Lord as an example of suffering and patience. So he says, Elijah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Moses, David, Nehum, Isaiah, Zephaniah, all of these guys are examples of patience and suffering. Indeed, we count them blessed who endure. So it is not a curse to suffer. It is not a curse to endure for the sake 
of the gospel. It is a blessing. It is not a curse. No, it is a blessing. We count them blessed because they endure. Definitely, the endurance will be for others. Yes, it is not endurance for the sake. It means nothing. But they endured for others because of Christ. Because they understood the design. They know that on this earth, if God's heaven will be created on the falling earth, then one must suffer for another. One must be patient with another. One must endure for the other in the love of Christ. So you see what he said? You have heard of the perseverance of Job. So he singles out Job. You have heard. So he's writing to a people he assumes have read the Old Testament. So they knew the story of Job. And they have been taught that Job persevered and seen the end intended by God. Intended by God. Every time you talk about scripture, listen very carefully, you see God's intention. You see God's plan. God's intention does not always come to pass. So it means Job could have failed. Did you hear that? That's why I said there is nothing like the word destiny in scripture. That God has done something so much so that a human being can't do anything about it. So God has prepared your destiny. Nobody can touch it. Nothing can happen to it. I am sorry, you can make somebody touch what God has intended. As for God, he has planned. Did you hear what I just said? But you are the one to make the choice to make God's plan come through. That's why he said, we count them blessed who endured. So they made the choice by the grace afforded them to what? Endure. So you choose by the empowerment of the Holy Ghost to be patient, to endure or not. It's in your choice. Say, it's in my choice. So look at, the, uh, at, at, at God's character. We heard of the perseverance of Job and seen the end intended by the Lord. That the Lord is very compassionate and merciful. So you see, that's God's character. He wants to show mercy. He wants to show compassion. And he was ready. Job was the one to receive it. By enduring. Praise God. Listen to me very carefully. Consequences are there. Just like the way the one who designed your phone has put consequences already there in the phone. He didn't put them there because he doesn't love you. He rather put them there because he loves you. So if you switch the phone on, the consequence will be that the phone will come on. Oh, are you here with me? Does it make sense? Yes. If you don't switch it on, the consequence is that it will not be what? Does that mean he doesn't like you? No. 
No. So when you have an evil consequence or a negative consequence, it is not because God doesn't like you. It means you are out of the will of the designer. You make a choice against the will. So that negative consequence is a byproduct of being out of the will of the designer or the manufacturer. So we can see the examples of Job who plugged in that when the enemy struck by his mistake, he still made the choice to effect the right consequences. Praise God. And he enjoyed the compassion and mercy of God. And we saw in Job 42, 10, that he got double for all the trouble. Oh, hallelujah. Look at Romans 15. That's 1, 2, 3. We then who are strong ought to bear with the scruples of the weak. Oh, did you hear that? Those who are strong must do what? Must do what? Must do what? Bear. Say bear. You ought to bear with the scruples of the weak and not to please ourselves. When Listen, anytime we are teaching on things like this, don't be looking at the next person. And don't be the one to say, I am weak. In your weakness, others are weaker than you. Ask yourself who you are being strong for. That is what you should be asking yourself. Who am I being strong for? Job was strong for others. He was strong for the wife. He was strong for the friends. He was strong for, for, for everybody around him. He never took what they said against him, against them. He actually prayed for them. He prayed for them. Let each of us Please his neighbor for his good, leading to building up edification. Hey, are you here with me? What do you do with your neighbor? You please them for their good so that they will be built up, <laughs> so that they will be edified. So you see, when you are talking and say, as for me, this is the way I am, you're a selfish person. And yet you are saying, a mature. You are not a mature believer. A mature believer never sticks to this is who I am. This is the way I behave. As for me, dear, this is the way I grew up. I can't change. You, you listen to me very carefully. Because right now, you have the DNA to be like Christ. You are wired like him. You are empowered by his grace. Job used the same empowerment. So he said, look at Job. He endured. He endured. He endured. Say, I endure. If everybody says, this is the way I am, tell me who is going to stand for who. In other words, all of us will be stuck in one place. We're going to hurt one another. Clear. Look at what he says. Three. Everybody read this. I want everybody to read this. As you open your scripture, you open to read it. Go. Where did Christ take it from? Go to Psalm 69, verse 9. Go. Because zeal for your house has eaten me up, and the reproaches 
of those who reproach you have fallen on me. So Christ learned from the example of the people of the road. <laughs> he learned from them. He learned from them. He learned from them. So Christ emulated someone in scripture who bore the brunt of those who do not want him. The world says you are stupid when you do that. Christ says you are following the design. 1 Peter 3.13 And who is he who will harm you if you become followers of what is good? Did you see that? Who is he who would what? If you become followers of what? So, counter the world. You will be a fool if you forgive people. Peter says, you are wise if you forgive people. Praise God. So he gives us the example as Sarah obeyed Abraham, 1 Peter 3, 6, calling him Lord, whose daughters you are, if you do good and are not afraid with any terror. So we are daughters of, eh? So ladies, you are daughters of what? So you follow whose example? Follow whose example as wives? Okay, what did Sarah do? Sarah obeyed her husband. What was the mission of the husband? The mission of the gospel. Is that correct? Oh, is that correct? Yes. So number one, Sarah married somebody who had the mission for the gospel. And Sarah obeyed. Sarah left everything and followed Abraham, abandoned her ambitions. That's what a good wife does. In the faith. Is that very clear? Say we are followers of good examples. Look at Hebrews 6, 12 to 14. That you do not become sluggish. But imitate those who through faith and what? Who through what? Faith and what? Patience. In, inherit the promise. For when God made a promise to Abraham... Because he could not swear by no greater one, he swore by himself. Saying, very important, surely I would what? Bless you and multiplying, in multiplying, I will what? Multiply you. So we see Abraham's fruit. You and me. We are beneficiaries of somebody's obedience. Write it down. We are beneficiaries of somebody's submission. We are beneficiaries of somebody's endurance. We are. Abraham obeyed. Abraham endured. So just as we learned from the beginning, that the fruit of the land in the Old Testament is the work of the spirit in man and in the earth. It means that godly conduct is the atmosphere, the original atmosphere in the earth. And that's why Genesis 1 verse 1 says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and what? 
So God created the heavens and what? As the heavens are, so the earth will what? In the Lord's prayer, he says, pray that what? As it is in, let it be done here. <laughs> are you getting the point? So you see what? We are not waiting to go to heaven to show good character. There's good character in heaven that must reflect on the earth. In heaven, who is going to offend you? For you to forgive them. In heaven, who are you going to endure? That's why we don't do good to end points to go to heaven. It's a lie. It's inconsequential. Because there, you are not going to do any good. You actually live good because you meet good there. Are you hearing me? <laughs> you see, so when you are born of Christ and you are living well, you are living good, you are actually showing good character, godly conduct, you are living your nature as you will live in heaven. It is not to end points to go to heaven. Am I teaching you? So our good conduct is worship. Say it is worship. We are not ending points to go to another place. We are actually building right here in the earth God's original design. We are building in the earth God's original design. Let's look at the contrast. Let's look at the contrast. In other words, there are ways that we should not also be like them. Is that very clear? Like those, some of the people of the old. So we understand the design God wants us to follow. Praise God. Genesis 13, 5 to 8. Lot also, who went with Abraham, had flocks and herds and tents. Now the land was not able to support them, that they might dwell together. For their possessions were so great that they could not dwell together. And there was strife between the herdsmen of Abraham's livestock and the herdsmen of Lot's livestock. The Canaanites and Perizzites then dwelt in the land. So Abraham said to Lot, Please, let there be no strife between you and me and between my headsmen and your headsmen, for we are brethren. The word strife is the word meribah, first used in the Bible as the first time. And it is a word forbidden among the brethren. That's why Abraham said, let there be no strife. It is a forbidding word. Listen, make sure that your heart is never filled with strife. You are struggling. It is not your nature. So anytime you see them using it in the New Testament, that's where they took it from. That was the first time. Strife. The word strife was used. It's the word merry, but it also means bitterness. Look at Numbers 27, verse 14. For in the wilderness of Zin, during the strife, of the congregation. You see that? You rebelled against my command to hallow me at the waters before their eyes. These are the waters of Meribah at Kadesh in the wilderness of Zin. Deuteronomy 32, 61. Because you, 51, sorry. Because you trespassed against me among the children of Israel at the waters of Meribah, Kadesh. In the wilderness of Zin, because you did not hallow me in the midst of the children of Israel, you shall see the land before you, though you shall not go there into the land 
which I am giving to you, the children of Israel. So you can see the pattern. You can see the motif. Strife is a sin against God. It is done with people, but it is against God. It is done with people, but it is against God. It's the same word that is used in Psalm 95, verse 8. Is a word that was used for provocation. Do not harden your hearts as in the provocation, King James Version. New King James uses it as rebellion. Rebellion. <laughs> Psalm 103, verse 9. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. Psalm 106, 32. They angered him also at the waters of strife so that it went ill with Moses on account of them. Look at Apostle Paul quoting from the Old Testament. 1 Corinthians 1.10. Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing. Watch. You all do what? You all do what? So, do you have the permission to say that I want to speak another thing? I want to behave another way because as for me, this is the way I am. So, this is the way I will speak. This is the way I will behave. You don't have that permission. No. You don't train your conscience from society. You train your conscience from the word of God because that's your nature. Say, that's my nature. Let us go. Continue. And that what? Do you see that now? That there be no divisions among you. But that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind. Mindset. We set our minds together. Just like we tune radio. And we put it and we set it. We are to set our minds together on the same frequency. When somebody angers you, there's a set mind to respond. When we face temptation, there's a set mind to respond. We are all to respond in the same way. We all. Nobody has the permission to say, as for me, this is the way I choose to. The fact that some people may have accepted that you behave that way doesn't mean that's the standard. And you are not working according to their standard. You have been wired with the standard. And you and I are meant to live by the standard. Praise God. Okay. So you see, when you find yourself behaving in a way that you, have, you don't have to behave, don't give yourself excuses. Rather, say, no. I am living below my standard. Don't be foolish to argue it. You are fighting against yourself. And you end up hurting yourself. It is important that all of us own up. That, oh, I erred. Oh, I'm making a mistake. I'm living below the standard. I, don't use Takashi. When you do that, you deceive. That's why it says you deceive your own self. Because that's not you. It's not you. It's not you. It's not you. Let's continue. You see what he says? He said, be perfectly joined together, what? In the same mind and what? In the same judgment. The same purview. 
The same judgment. Same judgment. Wow. Let's continue. So, can you see that Abraham showed the right judgment? When Lot was misbehaving, he said, Brother, let there be no strife amongst what? So, you see, Abraham elevated the standard. He actually asked him to choose. Meanwhile, he was the one who introduced him. He was the one who gave him all he has. But he still said, is it difficult? Yes, it is. But are you able? Yes, you are. Praise God. We are living his design on earth. Praise God. So Paul was telling the Corinthians to make sure that they elevate brotherhood above professionalism, above commercial value, above societal and cultural demands. <laughs> Anytime you face issues regarding brotherhood, regarding relationships, you know, even when you pray and you say, Lord, I need this, I need that. How do you expect God to give it to you? God will come from heaven and drop it on your bed. God will touch the hearts of men. How do you treat those men? Listen to me very carefully. When you see people treating other people by heart, don't learn from them because in the end, it affects them. Yeah. You, you, listen to me. One of, the, listen, one of the very bitter things in life is when things are, are good and you don't have anyone to rejoice with you. <laughs> it, it is one of the most painful things in life. Yeah. Yeah. And I know people who at the point, they can buy expensive things to buy people to come and rejoice with them. Don't, may, we, may we not think we are wiser than the designer. You are not wiser than him. Let's live according to the plan. Praise God. Look at Genesis 26, 20 to 22. But the headsmen of Gerah quarreled with Isaac's headsmen. They were quarreled. The word quarrel is the word rib. It's another Hebrew word from which the word strife is taken. Rib, R-I-B. Saying the, waters is our, the water is ours. So he called the name of the well Essek because they quarreled with him. Then they dug another well and they quarreled over that one also. Then he called it its name, Sitna. And he moved from there and dug another well. And they did not quarrel over it. So he called the name Rehoboth. Because he said, for now the Lord has made room for us. And we shall be fruitful in the land. That's a child of God. Living heaven. Living heaven on earth. Living heaven on earth. Genesis 31. The same word was used there. Then Jacob was angry and rebuked Laban. And Jacob answered and said, What is my trespass? What is my sin that you have so hotly pursued me? Exodus 17 too, The same word rape was used. Therefore the people contended. The word contend. Contended with Moses and said, Give us water. So we may drink. So Moses said to them, why do you contend with me? Why do you tempt the Lord? Listen, don't be a man or a woman full of contention. Don't. 
Exodus 21, 18. If men contend with each other and one strikes the other with a stone or with a fist and he does not die but is confined to his bed. Same word was used. Numbers 23, 13. And the people contended with Moses and spoke saying, if only we had died when our brethren died before the Lord. It makes you, contention will make you wish for things you don't have to wish for. Say things you don't have to say. Do things you don't have to do and you regret. Deuteronomy 33, 8. And, then, and of Levi, he said, let your tumin and your urim be with the Holy One. Whom you have tested at Massa, with whom you contended, you strived at the waters of strife. <laughs> Do you understand this one? That you, you, you become something so that it is named after you. Meanwhile, it's not your nature. Genesis 13, 8. So Abraham said to Lord, please, let there be no strife between you and me and between my headsmen and your headsmen, for we are brethren. We have the same contrast between Cain and Abel. Same. Genesis 4, 5. Genesis 8 and 9. But he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry. Filled with what? Strife. Bitterness. And his countenance fell. Now Cain, Cain talked with his brother. With Abel his brother. And it came to pass when they were in the field. That Cain rose against Abel his brother and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain. Where is Abel your brother? And look at what he says. He said I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? Living opposite the design. Living opposite the plan. Am I my brother's keeper? That is what a contentious person will say. That is what a person filled with strife will say. I don't care about their feelings. I don't care about what I do to them. I will hurt them. I don't care. It is not our nature. It is not our design. No. It doesn't matter what they do. We are to respond and respond like God on earth. Then he begins to tell the story of how they hurt you. And so what? And what they did to you. And the gravity of it. Yes. And so what? We are meant to forgive. Yes. It may be strong. It may be so painful. It may be tough. But it is in our place. To partner God. To make the design of heaven. On earth. Oh praise Jesus. Say we partner God. So in verse 5 of what I just read, Genesis 4, 5, the word in the background was the word rib, which also represents strife. Strife. It starts with quarrels. It starts with arguments. Let's watch it. We can get into conversations where we agree and disagree. But the moment it starts getting to our feelings, I must be right. And he wrong. We are getting to the flesh. Where one feels superior over the other. Pride sets in. Where you think you have something they don't have. Or you feel they have something you don't have. Let's even watch how we react. Or appreciate others. Watch your heart. When people progress. Watch it. Learn to believe the best of people. Learn to believe the best of people. Every time we teach these things, you will see the pattern from Genesis. You will see the pattern. Do you see the pattern? When Adam and Eve 
fell. Do you know the pattern? When the devil said, has God said, do not eat, how did Eve respond? Yes, God said we should not eat of the tree in the middle. He even said we shouldn't touch it. Can you see the heart? You see, when you're giving instructions to do, and somebody, a deceiver, come to deceive you out of it, and they present it so well that you get very angry with the instruction you have been given. You say, would well, you didn't even touch it? Strife entered her heart. It's like, God has given us too much to bear. He's a wicked one. He said, would you didn't not even touch? It doesn't even make sense. How can you eat something if you have not touched it? But when strife enters a man's heart, they lose wisdom. They lose wisdom. They lose wisdom. Rise up and pray. Rise up. Grace, glorious grace. At the cross, you called it finished. Thank you for listening to Grace Bills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor, Caris Center International. We believe the word has begun a good work in you. May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life. Caris Center International, living heaven on earth. Come.